one. Welcome to another episode of Tiffin Cast. I speak with photography industry leaders who make it a habit of inspiring others, bridging craft and commerce to help you create a sustainable and creative business. Today's guest is Danny Weiss, a wedding portrait photographer based in Manhattan, New York. He also does commercial photography as well, he tells me. So welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Hey, Danny, we go way back. Uh, I, I remember and I recall uh, actually uh, assisting you at a wedding many, many years ago. And Many, many. Uh, many, many years ago. And uh, you are still at it. You're a wedding photographer. You're a portrait photographer. And just to give my audience a little idea as to your uh, sort of journey in this industry, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Um, sure. I changed careers at 30. So prior to being a photographer, I was throughout my 20s a professional actor. Um, basically, uh, I'm New York born and bred. About seven years into my acting career, got married and moved to California with my wife. Uh, shortly thereafter, she bought me for my birthday a photography class. And within two weeks, I had changed careers. Um, so I moved to L.A. an actor, and I came home a photographer. Um, and very early on, right from the beginning, I was intrigued by wedding photography. I just, and I remember distinctly, Rangefinder, I'm pretty sure it was, the magazine was delivered to our school. And I was um, looking through images of weddings, and I just thought it really offered an opportunity to capture people and moments and honestly even food photography and architectural photography and I just thought it was a wonderfully uh, challenging way to pursue photography um, and that was my starting off point. Awesome and you've been uh, working on a project for the last three years. Uh, tell us a little bit about that project and uh, it's actually the reason we've actually decided to talk today. Um, so tell us a little bit about that project. Sure. So um, the project you're speaking of specifically is um, I have a Holocaust survivor project that was completed this year after three years, and uh, it's currently hanging at an exhibit um, on Long Island. Um, I photographed 18 Holocaust survivors. 18, the number, has a significant meaning in Hebrew. It signifies life. I see. And, um, and the project was very much a pursuit um, in portrait photography that was different from the Holocaust survivor images that I grew up with when I was going to Hebrew school. I was exposed to these very vivid, real, nightmarish, black and white images of survivors um, in a concentration camps during mm -hmm. World War II. Mm -hmm. And these images obviously are very important and I um, absolutely think they must exist. But I was curious 80 years later now, what what a survivor looks like, what they have learned through living a long, long life. So um, I wanted, I guess, in some way to create a, a counterpoint to those images um, because I, I saw these survivors as uh, true survivors in the sense that they survived a lifelong journey. They, they put this moment in their history um, behind them to some extent. I can't imagine any of them really put it behind them, but they thrived. They had families. They had kids, grandkids, great-grandchildren. They created wonderfully successful businesses, and I really wanted to just celebrate them. Um, 
And the, the project was born out of an idea um, when my son at the time was pre-bar mitzvah, mm-hmm. and that is a, a rite of passage for a Jewish boy or girl at 13. A part of his process was to listen to a survivor speak, and this one survivor, we went to speak, um, we went to listen to him speak, and he, I was just blown away by his life force. I was blown away by his energy, and the notion hit me that, unlike what I expected, a very sad, depressed, downtrodden victim was mm. this real champion of life. This person had a, a powerful life force. Um, and the pro- project just started with me just wanting to shoot him. You know, at the, at the time, and you had said I shoot weddings, which I definitely shoot, but at the time I was also starting a commercial and editorial photography uh, pursuit. And I really wanted just in the beginning to photograph him as a portrait, as a, a case study. And then it really just kind of snowballed from one person to two to five. And then we finished with um, 18 survivors. How did you find, uh, after the first uh, uh, survivor that you photographed, how did you find the other survivors? Was it just by word of mouth or was it, uh, did you put a, you know, did you, did you ask folks at, the, at your local synagogue or, or the temple? Or what is it that you did uh, to bring people back into this idea that, okay, I'm going to photograph you? And, and were they receptive to the idea? They were. So I had a producing partner in this project, and she has, her own mother was a survivor, so she has uh-huh. often been engaged in survivors of today and, and just being involved. Um, and I should mention that all of the survivors that we photograph have a commonality in that they're all very dedicated uh, to keeping their stories alive. So they mm-hmm. are people who speak on the circuit, so to speak. They go to schools, temples, right. they travel the world, telling their story. They've written books. They make speeches. So not everyone wants to talk about their experience, but these particular survivors are ones that are very invested in telling their story, reminding people that this did happen, reminding people what it actually was. Um, And I should mention, unfortunately, two of the survivors have already passed away. Um, Oh, wow. And that much more timely because the last remaining survivors are old. They're in their mid-80s, their 90s, and they um, they are not going to be around forever. So I, I felt compelled to, at some point, really complete the project. You know, life gets in the way, work gets in the way. Um, but I, I felt at some point, this project should see the light of day. One of the things that you've done is not just photograph them, but also display their photographs uh, in, a, in, a, uh, in a library at a, in, on Long Island, you said. Um, yeah. well, how did that process come about? How did you work that into your uh, workflow, I guess? You know, did, did they know that this is going to be your end goal uh, in terms of being able to display their photographs someplace and maybe even tell their stories in that same space? Um, good question. You know, in the beginning, that wasn't even my goal. Uh, you know, in the beginning, it was really just, let me create some interesting portraits. You know, I, I, we were speaking before we started recording that, you shot weddings, I shot weddings, you even helped me at a wedding. Um, and, you know, the, after so many years of dealing with people, um, mm-hmm. I, I was really just curious, like, without a wedding dress or a tuxedo, you know, how can I connect to someone and can I create a portrait that is engaging and in the moment and 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 uh, telling? So really, in the beginning, my, my goal is just to shoot them. Uh, and then the project at some point we hit probably seven or eight people, and my partner came up with the idea of 18. 
uh, let's, and I'm someone who likes goals. So I was like, that's a good goal. Let's, let's keep going and let's going, let's get to the number 18. Right. Um, and then in terms of it hanging, you know, once we hit 18, we were, we were a little like, okay, we just did this now what, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and I, I ended up posting some of them, uh, online on, on Instagram. And, uh, you know, my wife had said these deserve a bigger showing, you know, social media is not enough. So we, we started putting feelers out, you know, and, and frankly, uh, the time felt right. Unfortunately, there was a rise in, in all sorts of hate in the world at the moment. Anti-Semitism certainly being uh, yes. one group that is being targeted. Uh, so at that point, I really felt compelled and obligated to make sure it saw the light of day. And I felt strongly at that point that they should be big and bold and, and give them the treatment that they deserve. You know, these people... Right. You know, are larger than life you know their their life force is strong they right. are survivors in the, in the very greatest way i can describe them they you know and, and some of them you know and you look through the pictures they got through their lives with humor and other got it got through it with a, a deep faith in their judaism and others with stoicism and other with compassion mm-hmm. and i wanted those pictures to be big and they are big if you were to go to the gallery yeah. uh, they're each 50 by 40 mm-hmm. printed on canvas so, you know, it, it is somewhat of a powerful statement, you know, and I wanted this. Some of them are real uh, studies in a close shot of a face, and they're still really large. They are larger than life portraits. Uh, and then the, the actual library, you know, I don't remember the actual chain of events that got us there. I, I wanted it to not be the temple, though. I wanted it to be in a more accessible yeah. space that lots of different people of different backgrounds could be exposed to this story. So we, we kind of shelved the idea of temples, which probably would have been very easy to accomplish. Um, and then we, we came upon this, this opportunity. It's a beautiful gallery, and they have a, a temporary exhibit there all the time. Do, do you f- sense that... Uh, I know that the, the exhibit is up only until the end of the, the month, I imagine, right? Is that what I heard? Correct. Right. Yep. Uh, do you feel like... You know, this is something that could travel. I mean, do you have a? Have you been approached by anybody else and said, "Listen, this is an important body of work. It would like to have it shown in our library or our venue, whatever that is, that may be." Uh, yeah. Have, have you been approached yeah, to do that? A, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're we're definitely talking to some people. You know, obviously, I would love this project to have a, a life of its own. You know, um, so we we are talking to different people. There are some options on the table. Um, someone had mentioned a library tour, and I actually like that idea very much. Um, libraries have kids coming in and out of them. Uh, they have lots of people, so I, I like the idea of a library tour. Um, so the answer is we hope it travels. It should travel. I think it will travel. The specifics have not been worked out yet. Awesome. Uh, it's I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you've done this and finished this project. I think uh, you're correct in saying that you know there's so much anti-Semitism in the world at the moment, and it's important for us to never forget. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. You. I'm grateful for you to have, for having uh, started this project and completed it. I think uh, it says a lot about who you are. Uh, tell me a little bit about. Tell me a little bit about how th- doing this project has affected you personally. Oh God, um, what a great question. I, I think, not to put a too fine a point on it, you know, they, they have dealt with obstacles that are incomprehensible to 
0.9% of people, you know, I agree with stuff, you. Of night, stuff of nightmares. Um, I agree with you. I agree and, with and you. I, and I, nice. And it, it, it can't help but um, put things in perspective. So if Photoshop isn't working one day, it's not the end of the world. If, if you know, a, a shoot that I did didn't go great, it, it's really not the end of the world. You know, life um, marches on, you know, and, and I, I think I learned from this project to uh, appreciate that what you have and, and be grateful of, of what you have because it, it really truly could be so much worse. And uh, I think also, you know, to really see the best parts of life, you know, these, it, it could have been so easy for these survivors and many survivors uh, to really allow their life to be completely defined by this moment in their life. But I, I don't think uh, from the 18 that I met, that was the case. You know, they, they really truly thrived. And, and that's a, a beautiful lesson that life goes on. You, 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 we all, we all face adversity, but uh, let's really put things in perspective. You know, what's really adversity and what's just a minor speed bump along the way. That's great. Yeah, a great. Uh, it's a great lesson. I mean, honestly, that uh, this, again, there's so many things that come up in our lives that we feel like are monumental and they just, you know, they stifle they us. And they're just, they it's, when, you, when you look at them, you go, my goodness, what have we, you know, we've spent so much energy and time and, uh, you know, emotion on things that are so meaningless. And um, this is a great, great uh, story in terms of like, what is it? I mean, they've, they've these folks have redefined what they want their lives to be in a way, right? I mean, they're fighters. They're survivors. They're, they've made they're, it through. They're fighters, absolutely. Yeah. You know, there, there's one um, one of the survivors, you know, she spent, and she's 93, I believe, okay. tremendous shape. Walked in, drove herself there, great shape. She spent the entire shoot just telling me the dirtiest jokes I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> to the point where I just, I blushed, and I, I almost was, I couldn't go on at moments because they were just, and I think my level of discomfort just brought her so much joy and the, the jokes just got dirtier and dirtier, you know, and, and, and she's someone who's able to laugh and find humor in life again, you know, Indeed. and I, I love, I love finding the humor in life, you know, Indeed. I, and anything I shoot, I oftentimes will try to find the levity in it. Uh, so I, I learned a lot from them. Um, the one thing I, I, I should add is, you know, clearly this, this project is a commentary on anti-Semitism, but on a deeper level, I, I, I'd hoped, I hope it's a commentary just on, on hate in general. There are so many displaced people, so many people that are, um, are, are faced with, with hate for, for reasons unbeknownst to, to, to that make no sense. You know, they're against different religions, different genders, different sexuality preferences, different, geography locations and, and and you know I, I do feel at this moment in our history it is on the rise you know and, and and I just wanted this project to comment on that in a broader sense too makes sense uh, if we can return to sort of the technical aspects of your photography for this project um, one thing that one thing I noticed right off the bat is that uh, they're not they're not all consistently the same kind of portrait they're different. Uh, in the sense yeah. that you've made it, it's almost like a, it's a custom photo shoot for each person in a way, right? Is that, what, I did. Yeah. is, is that um, fair? It is fair. Yeah. I mean, I will say a couple of things. One, um, this has been a, a technical and artistic journey for me as well. Like I had mentioned when I started this, 
It was also the start of me moving more in a commercial and editorial way. You know, since then, I've done a lot of more jobs like this, but this kind of studio work was not something I had spent a lot of time doing, you know, especially with weddings. You're on location almost 90, almost 100% of the time, or you are basically 100% yeah. of the time. Yeah. So I, you know, I saw this also as an opportunity to grow creatively. Um, and I did. You know, the first couple of shoots, I had this very preconceived, contrived notion of what the images should look like. You know, they are survivors with right. big, bold letters. And this right. is what they should look like. But right. very early on, I, I realized first I was dealing with a, a population of people that are older. You know, that's very different than, you know, the 20 somethings I had been working with for almost a decade prior. So my approach had to be different. I slowed way down. And after those first few shoots, or even first moments of those first few shoots where I realized my ideas are not what this is about. And what I really should be striving for is for allowing these people to be seen more. Um, I slowed way down and they became just conversations, you know, and, and you had said that they're unique and individual because yeah. they are 18 individual people, you know, gotcha. and, and I want these just to be a record of a face. I wanted a personality and a, a gesture to bubble out. I, I wanted I wanted you to get a sense of who this person was, the life that they lived, um, you know, and, I, and the way I approach that, I used to be an actor, so I have a mm -hmm. lot of tricks up my sleeve in terms of hopefully connecting with people. So with, with this particular group, I was often asking them, do you remember the first song you heard when you came to America? Do you remember what the first food was uh, that you ate? That you yeah. smelled when you first got here. Yeah. Um, and that didn't work all the time. For some yeah. it did. You know, yeah. for the woman, like I was saying, who was telling the jokes, it was just basically, you know, a 15 minute stand up routine and I shot around it and that's <laughs> fine too. Yeah. But I, I realized early on, you know, if I'm gonna try to create portraits that are a, a counterpoint to some of those very tough images to look at, yeah. you know, I have to allow these people to be seen and allow them to be them. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and that slowed me down a lot, which is really nice. And uh, it allowed for just a kind of a dialogue. Awesome. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, as you probably have just seen, uh, Martin Scheller has a series of portraits also just out um, on I Survivors. And, yeah. uh, and the feel uh, they have is so different. I mean, they're powerful portraits as well. Uh, but they're all consistently the same in a way. You know, they're not. They're, they're. It's all about the face and nothing more than that. There's no. There almost is no expression in any of them. Um, yes. You know, Which I guess that he's known for on some level. That light. That exactly. Light, that, right. In a powerful right. face. And yeah. you know, I the more the merrier, right? Like the story should be told. Of course. In a hundred of course. different ways. Um, yes. Yes. But that's, I'm not like that. I'm. I'm probably too ADD for doing the same thing over and over again. <laughs> so I. I. You know, and I. Yeah. Again, because I was an actor, I'm, I'm almost always interested in someone's inner workings, what's coming, what's going on internally, and how does that come out? You know, how does that come out? How does it manifest itself with physical gestures, with with a glance, with a look? So yeah. I I do like to roll up my sleeves and, and dig deep and try to get something out of someone. Right. Uh, if and speaking to uh, to that, I mean, there's one portrait of a woman who's uh, seems like she's almost giving herself a hug um, in 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 the series, and uh, I, I don't I don't know whether you can speak to that that particular portrait at all. What was what was going on in there uh, for her? First of all, she's a firecracker. She's she's absolutely wonderful. We um, Fox News actually came down and and covered the uh, the exhibit a week and a half ago. Uh -huh. uh, and she was there. She was the survivor that we asked to come along and, and be interviewed for the, the like a, a news piece. 
Um, and I'll say she actually brought with her, which was really powerful, um, the yellow star they made her wear to identify oh. her as someone who was Jewish. Um, you know, she has it framed, and it was just inconceivable to me that there was a moment in our history where anyone had to wear something to identify uh, their religion, uh, their background. Um, anyway, she is a wonderful, wonderful, fun person. Actually, she she was one of the first that we did, and uh-huh. she somewhat forgot about the shoot, so she was invited, obviously, to the opening. And she came with her husband, and was really moving. Her husband saw the picture, and he started to cry, which was really just just amazing. Wow. Um, and, and she was blown away by the picture. She was a dancer. She is a dancer, and she was just having a blast um, and dancing for me during the shoot and, and showing showing me her moves. And she just had such a joy. Um, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't remember the moment when I, when either she just did that or I suggested giving yourself a hug. You know, I think it was born out of something she probably said. Mm. Um, but that was her life. And that is her life force. Yeah. Yeah. When, what, what, last she, question. She, I believe, um, was in France uh, I see. during World War II, if I remember correctly. So, so Danny, uh, we could continue talking for a long time, and I really appreciate your time yeah. here. Um, so my last question to you in terms of selecting the photographs, uh, I mean, obviously, when folks come in and you photograph them, you're not... Just, you know, waiting for that moment like Richard Avedon probably, you know, just one photograph and you're yeah, right. done. You know, you're you're shooting series of photographs. What is your process and your thinking in terms of finding that one photograph that jumps out at you and you say, yes, that's the one I want to have printed at 30 by 40? Uh, it's intuitive. So it's not it's not a logical thought process. It just as I'm going through them, um, I, I would, you know, like we all do, I would probably marked tagged a few of each shoot and then i just kind of lean towards one and sometimes they are in relation to some of the other ones that have already been chosen so it's a full exhibit and a full um nice variety of images but mostly it's just it felt right you know there's there's 18 survivors but there's actually only 17 portraits because there is one portrait of two people uh Uh and i'll just very quickly tell you their story they were cousins they went through the whole holocaust together protecting each other um, now, 80 years later, they live in the same building, uh, uh, in the same floor. So they've been together for a lifetime. Unfortunately, one, and she's looking off in the image, um, has Alzheimer's now, and her cousin is holding on to her very tightly. And Oh, wow. Yeah, you know, and that was probably one of only a couple of frames like that, but I thought that that really told the story um, of, of those two. So it really was an intuitive reaction to the images. Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Absolutely. I, I, I can't, I mean, really, this is such a, a powerful body of work, uh, and you've managed to pull it off in, you see, you know, three years. Uh, it, it does take a while. It's a personal project. There's absolutely, you know, you're not making money off of it, nothing like that. It's just something that comes from your heart, and I, I really, I think that's why I, I jumped to the idea that oh, we should talk, you know, because it's it speaks to, all humanity in a way uh, or it should really that you know this is the way we can we can give back in in the ways that we are uh, we are skilled to do so thanks for doing this um, you're, you're welcome and I know this is a podcast mostly geared towards other photographers right so I, I can't I can't impress upon everyone enough like how rewarding it is to just doing something for yourself to not worrying about the financial reward 
or the notoriety just to go out there and, and shoot and find something that speaks to you. Um, it, it, it reinvigorates your career. It, it gets you excited about what you fell in love with to begin with. And I know for me, this was project one, but I'm already spinning with ideas of what, what I'll do next. Um, you know, and three years can be overwhelming for some, you know, some projects can be one shoot, but I, I can't impress enough on everyone. They, we should, we should all forever be shooting for ourselves. Thanks for joining us today again, Danny. You're very welcome. My pleasure. Bye. Bye.